0: What is going on, you guys? I go by the name Unknown, and you are listening to the Pipe Bomb Podcast. So this is our SmackDown Live review from the April 3rd, 2020 episode, The Go Home Show before WrestleMania 36, which is tonight. Um, This episode was very unique and interesting, to say the least, because... Um despite there being no crowd, this was a pretty I'ma say decent episode of SmackDown. And right, we're gonna jump right into it though. First thing we get is we, we were gonna get a Miss TV segment, but then the Usos come out saying that they're gonna win. Us, they're gonna win. Then the new day comes out, and say the same thing, and then Biggie says, you know, under these like circumstances and whatever. We're still going to win. We're still going to put on a great match. And then the Miz and Morrison come out. Hey, hey, ho, ho. Starts talking shit. Then it ends in a brawl. Then they start brawling and everything. Um, uh, Morrison throws Big E into a ladder. They clothesline Jimmy or Jay Uso on the stage and all this. And then Miz and Morrison on the last team standing. And they're on the ladders and everything, whatever. Um, It was a really weird, chaotic start to the show. But... I kind of like the beginning of SmackDown. And you know, for anyone that's new to the channel or anyone that's subscribed to the channel, you know I always give SmackDown shit. Even Raw. When it's bad, it's bad. When it's decent, it's decent. And when it's good, it's good. And this episode of SmackDown was pretty weird, but in, in a good way, you know. Then we get into the first match of the night, and I wish this match never took place at all. And it was a triple threat match, and it was... Naomi versus Lacey Evans versus Tamina. This match was boring. This match was botchy. And this is just a preview of what's gonna happen tonight at WrestleMania. But instead it's gonna have Bailey and Sasha Banks in the mix. So if you thought that triple threat was bocce and it looked kind of weird, imagine the fatal five way tonight for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And I can't believe I'm about to say this. After all the chaos that happened in this match, Tamina Snuka picks up a victory on SmackDown. I hope this is not the result of tonight. Because as bad as things are going around in the world today, the last thing that I want is Tamina Snuka as a champion. Or even on TV. But hey, I have no control over these things. Then after that, we don't even get, you know, a match that was taped or anything. Instead, we get a replay match of a great WrestleMania match. And it was Ric Flair's farewell match versus Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania 24. And if you haven't seen this match, go and watch that match. That match from bell to bell. Amazing. Shawn Michaels. The, the the ring psychology that him and Flair told of, like, Shawn Michaels not, not wanting... Like, there was a point in the match where Shawn Michaels was going to hit Swin' Music. And as soon as Ric Flair stood up, Shawn Michaels hesitated because, like, if anybody doesn't know, Shawn Michaels always said since he was a little kid, Ric Flair was his favorite wrestler of all time. And here is, you know, almost like the student versus the teacher. The student going to eventually retire the teacher. So it was like he kind of hesitated, like, no, I'm not going to finish the career. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Because at that point in time, nobody was kicking out of of um the Swing music. So at that point, it was like, if you would have hit it at that point in the match, it would have been over. But no, Shawn Michaels hesitated. Flair went, woo, dropped him up, figure four. And the crowd erupted in the stadium in, in um, Orlando. They just went bananas and ape shit when that part happened. But then eventually, you know, the famous. Jeff in the famous video of Shawn Michaels going for streets and music. In the corner, him saying, sorry, I love you, hits Ric Flair with a Switch and music, one, two, three, and that is the, you know, last match of Ric Flair's career in WWE because we all know he went to TNA and had a couple of other matches over there. But if you haven't seen this match from WrestleMania 24 with Ric Flair versus Shawn Michaels, stop what you're doing and watch this match because this match was really fucking good. Then after that amazing match, we get Take Take versus Dolph Segler. And prior to this match, um Tucker or Take is backstage, like, you know, stretching or whatever. And Mandy comes up to him and says, Hey, I'm wanna asking about Otis. Is he doing okay? And done in done The third. And Take is Ha. <laughs> I'm sorry for doing that, but it's just funny to me. It's it's fucking hilarious. But Take. Sorry. But Tucker is telling Manny, like, no, he's he's a little upset, he's sad, or whatever. Then the match happens, and it was a pretty okay match, but the match didn't really go nowhere, f- didn't really, how, how, how can I say this? The match was pretty okay, but there was nothing really much to it besides, like, Tucker was going to, get his revenge for his best friend and face Dolph Ziggler before Otis faces Dolph Ziggler at, at Mania. But there was no winner. The match ends in a DQ after Dolph gives um Take a zigzag on the steel steps. And he goes, and then Dolph goes to pick up the other half of the steel steps and Mandy, Rose, and Sonya Deville come on like, no, Dolph, Dolph, chill. Relax, stop. Stop. Please don't. And then Otis runs out like, Take, Take, you okay? Take, Take, you okay? Whatever, whatever. Then the mysterious glitch pops up and if you notice that every time that that glitch happens it only happens in a Dolph Ziggler match uh, uh a heavy machinery match or a Mandy Rose segment or whatever but then we finally we don't know who the hacker or the mysterious person behind these matrix type glitches are but they had footage from the Valentine's Day episode of you know the mysterious text that Otis got that she was gonna be running late or she's already there and whatever the case and Otis is sending emojis heart emojis see you there my my Peach and whatever the fuck but it was revealed right me and Eddie even predicted it on that um, Valentine's Day episode of SmackDown if you go back and watch it right we did say that it was end up gonna it was gonna end up being Sonya Deville being the one texting Otis and not Mandy and then deleting certain messages in the phone so that way when Mandy sees the text, she just sees Otis replying like, I love you, Peach, whatever the fuck. And then later on, you see Sonya Deville talking and what I thought was gonna be just like a nice turn, they were gonna have it be Tucker, the one going, but we already know it was Dolph Ziggler, so that made no point in the shit. But whatever, right? So, it was Sonya talking to Dolph Ziggler, so that's why when Otis popped up at the dinner, at the restaurant, it was Dolph Ziggler having a dinner date with Mandy Rose and shit, and that's why Otis was upset. Otis is furious, Mandy is like, what the fuck, really, how could you, how could you, she walks off pissed off. Otis loses his shit, he tries to run after Dolph, and Dolph runs away, and this was a nice... Thing because sometimes at WWE they do these type of things and they just drop it because they're bored. But I like how they put an end to this nice little feud because, like, for a while they're like without adding more stuff to the storyline, it just felt like Otis oh, was just a fucking stalker. But now that they added this shit to like a conclusion, per se, um, it, it, it was a nice little thing that they added on SmackDown. That's why I I said in the beginning of the review that SmackDown was a little unique, but it was pretty decent and good, right? So I really enjoyed that. Then the next thing we're going to get into is a match, and it's Daniel Bryan versus Shinsuke Nakamura. And, man, this match was a pretty good match. It wasn't a bad match. I, I wish there was a crowd. But this match was a really, really, really great match. I want to see more from Daniel Bryan and Shinsuke Nakamura, you know. But just like the Tucker and Dolph Ziggler match, this match ends in a DQ, with from um, Cesaro jumping in, and then after the match, it was Sami Zayn, Cesaro, and Nakamura jumping Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak. They, uh, Sami Zayn and Cesaro threw Drew Gulak into the steel steps. And then Zayn, Cesaro, Nakamura each took turns hitting the finish on Daniel Bryan and just laid out Daniel Bryan in the middle of the ring. So that's that. I can't wait for this match at at Mania tonight. I I really hope this is... I feel like this is going to be one of the sleeper matches. Daniel Bryan versus Sami Zayn. But this match could be a really good match, and I hope it is. Then we're going to get into the last segment of the night, and it's John Cena cutting a promo. And man, Bray Wyatt can't catch a fucking break. john cena uh, he feels like he it feels like he buried Bray Wyatt on a promo, and man, my God, John Cena's from his facial expressions the 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 tone when hes when he's saying certain things in promos and certain climaxes, whatever he does when he like tells you a story in his promos, facial expressions and everything he's he's really good at that. And, man, the line that really says, like, I'm not afraid of fear. You only use fear because it causes everybody in WWE to go in chaos and everything. And that's what you thrive off of. And I am not afraid of Bray Wyatt. And he basically says, I should have done what I should have finished six years ago. And that's Barry Bray Wyatt. Not Barry, but that's what he was basically trying to say. Right? But, man, it was crazy. But then after John Cena cuts a promo... You get the rambling rabbit ringside saying, John, I'm a big fan. John over here, whatever, whatever. And then John Cena is being surrounded by the puppets of the Firefly Funhouse. The way that this was shot was amazing. And one thing I wanted to point it out was that we thought we were going to get the fiend attacking John Cena before. And and if you could see in the video, you see John Cena turning the mic around like he's going to use it as a weapon. And I thought it was really just a small little detail. If nobody caught that, it's a small little detail. Because John Cena's ready. He's ready for the smoke. He wants all the smoke. But then the lights go out, doing the whole glitch thing, and then the lights come on, and the fiend is just there on like the perch or the platform of the performance center. He's looking there, staring at him, like not afraid. And then obviously is edited. And then John Cena's in the ring, and then Bray Wyatt is behind him, wearing his Mr. Rogers sweater, and goes. And then John Cena's like, what the fuck? And then he turned around and the puppets are not ringside. The Fiend is not on the perch and Bray Wyatt is not there. And it's just really weird. And John Cena looks like he's not afraid, even though he says he's not afraid. But you could tell in his eyes that he is afraid. And he's really selling this shit. And man, I can't wait for this fucking match tonight. This match, I hope this match is really good. Because I heard they're good in the Hollywood treatment. So hopefully this is a good match. But that is the episode of SmackDown. My favorite things of this episode of SmackDown was rewatching the flair and Shawn Michaels match. I thought was, you know, really good. I haven't seen that match in a while. Um, the whole conclusion, if I would say, with um the Mandy and Otis storyline and the whole glitches, we finally, you know, know we don't know who it is, but we kind of know what this shit will entail. So probably this is gonna like happen for other superstars that have like a similar storyline or something else. So that's one thing I like. I like also like the Daniel Bryan and Shinsuke Nakamura match. And I enjoyed the the last segment because it was just really weird and John Cena is just amazing. Man, just give him his flowers while he's still here. John Cena, when he retires, we're all gonna miss him. You can hate him, you could may not like him, but you have to respect him, man. Like John Cena is one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time. From Pro, his promos are just fucking amazing. They just really are. I'm, I really en- enjoyed this episode of SmackDown. But if I had to rate it, I would rate this. I'll say a, a 3.5, three point five four out of ten. Because I was initially going to give it a two after that horrible triple threat match in the beginning of the ep- of 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 the show. But man, this was a pretty decent um episode of SmackDown. The final SmackDown before WrestleMania. But anyway, guys, that is the end of the SmackDown Live review. If you're new to the channel, be sure to subscribe and hit that notification bell. And if you enjoyed the SmackDown Live review, be sure to hit that like with a stone cold stunner. And in the comments, let us know that you like SmackDown Live, that you hate SmackDown Live, did you even watch SmackDown Live. And also, let us know in the comment section down below, are you going to watch WrestleMania tonight? Just let us know in the comment section down below which matches are you looking forward to the most. I go by the name Unknown. Pipe bomb.